What's up, everyone? This is Anthony Pompliano. Most of you know me as Pomp. You're listening to the Pomp Podcast, simply the best podcast out there. Now let's kick this thing off. Dr. Muneeb Ali is the co-founder of Stacks, a platform to build smart contracts on top of Bitcoin. Patrick Stanley is the founder and CEO of CityCoins, a new product that allows you to support your favorite cities while earning yield in Bitcoin. In this conversation, we discuss Bitcoin, Stacks, City Coins, Bitcoin Yield, Bitcoin Dividends, and Miami's plan to pay citizens in Bitcoin. I really enjoyed the conversation with both Muneeb and with Patrick. I hope you enjoyed this as well. Before we get into this episode, though, I want to tell you about a new effort we have to help people get jobs. Are you looking to transition from working in the legacy tech or finance industry? Are you looking to work in the new industry, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies? If so, we have two specific products that can get you right so you can get a new job. The first one is you can go to pompcryptojobs.com. It's a job board. It's completely free. All you do is you go there and there are hundreds of open roles from the industry's leading companies and you just apply. We've already processed nearly 100,000 applications of people trying to switch over and companies have hired a ton of new employees, including one company that's hired more than 35 people off of the job board. So go to pompcryptojobs.com today and you can apply for a new job. The second product we have is a training program. You can go to pompscryptocourse.com and at that training program, you come in, it's a three-week intensive program. We run you through all the basics of the industry and then we hand you off to the HR teams at the industry's leading companies. Tons of people have been hired coming out of there. Everyone from Coinbase, Gemini, Kraken, Strike, BTC, Inc., and many, many more. So if you're looking to get a little bit more training and want to get the certification before you start applying for jobs, go to pompscryptocourse.com. All right, let's get in this episode with Muneeb and with Patrick. I hope you enjoy it. Anthony Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of him and the guests on his podcast are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Pomp or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. All right, we've got uh, Muneeb and Patrick here with us. We're going to uh, try to wrap our heads here around <coughs> what exactly is going on. How are you guys? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I appreciate you guys both jumping on. I know that uh, for, for Patrick, at least, it's early over there. So thank you. Um, maybe, I know it's all good. Maybe what we can start with is, Muneeb, we'll start with you in terms of uh, stacks and smart contracts on top of Bitcoin. I think the first question that people have is just like, why is it important to bring this functionality uh, to Bitcoin? And then how exactly does it technically work from an architecture standpoint? Yeah, I think the, the way to think about this is uh, Bitcoin is decentralized money uh, and it is it is amazing. I think it's just going to change the world. And right now, if you look at the use case of Bitcoin, people are mostly like either buying and holding it or they're trading Bitcoin on centralized exchanges. And the next evolution of this is when you can actually do really interesting things with Bitcoin in a completely decentralized way. Imagine that you could trade Bitcoin on decentralized exchanges you could participate in lending uh, protocols where you're lending uh, in a completely trustless manner, earning interest on your Bitcoin. You can put, put up your Bitcoin as collateral and you can start building all sorts of interesting decentralized applications that are using Bitcoin as a settlement layer. So I think Bitcoin as sound money is the first step. Deploying that Bitcoin, making it productive, deploying it into smart contracts and decentralized uh, finance, that's step number two. 
And then the last step is the use of Bitcoin as a settlement layer. I think it's a global settlement layer. You want the world trade to settle on Bitcoin. You want all important information on the, on the planet to settle on Bitcoin eventually. And the smart contracts for Bitcoin are a critical piece for enabling step two and step three. I think we're we are on step one right now. And, and we really want to get to step two and step three. Got it. And when you talk about the kind of technical architecture, uh, explain how this works. Because I think that uh, when people hear um, you know, smart contracts on Bitcoin, I see a bunch of people debating, is it on Bitcoin? Is it a, a side chain of Bitcoin? Is it whatever? Frankly, I don't know how much important is the nomenclature as much as just like, how does it work? Yes. I think the simplest mental model for this is uh, you want the Bitcoin base layer to be very simple, very durable. You don't want it to change. You want, don't want it to be very complex. Right. You can look at some of the other uh, alternative blockchains out there like Ethereum and others, and they decided to make their base blockchain very complex with smart contracts. And that comes with a bigger security attack vector. So the way Bitcoin works is the base layer is not going to change. It's very simple. So it's almost like a two-layered solution. So the base layer is Bitcoin's decentralized money. And then you add some sort of an additional layer on top that brings smart contracts. And I think that's where people get into all sorts of different solutions. Is it a side chain? Is it, is it like an L2? I think without getting into the technical details, what Stacks really does is that it tries to enable fully expressive smart contracts for Bitcoin, meaning that anything you can build on Ethereum or anywhere else, you can build that in the Bitcoin ecosystem now. And developers are, re that this is something that is really resonating with developers because they see the trillion dollars in capital that is just sitting there with, with Bitcoin and they want to come and build applications on top. And can you give us just some high level uh, stats on like how many people are actually building in the ecosystem? Yes. So I think, uh, so over the, over the past like six, seven months or so, so Stacks only went live this year. Uh, we now have, I think, 1,300 something smart contracts published on, on the block, blockchain, the 10x effectively in the last three months or so. And there are organic things happening, like, you know, Bitcoin NFTs, like I, that caught me by surprise. There are something like three or four organic marketplaces that emerge for, for NFTs. If people are familiar with OpenSea uh, and, and marketplaces like that on Ethereum. So that's already happening in Bitcoin. And, 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 and there are so many artists, there are so many developers who are coming in and basically launching all sorts of different applications. I believe there are more than 30 startups now in, in the ecosystem. And these startups are building things like stable coins, lending protocols, like you name it, right? Like it's a, it's a really like a exciting time to be around for the smart contract space in, in Bitcoin. Got it. And so, uh, Patrick, let's talk about what's going on in Miami first, and then we will talk about uh, New York. Um, and maybe what I'll do is I'll play devil's advocate. I tried to get uh, one or two folks to come on that were asking you a bunch of questions yesterday. And uh, as one of them said to me kindly, he said, hey, man, I got a job. Can we do this at night? And I was like, well, I can't really move the show. But uh, so I think I've got most of their questions in terms of like what people are, uh, are interested in. Uh, the first is. How is it that the city of Miami ends up with a treasury and then also earning Bitcoin yield? Like, how does that work from a, um, a technical standpoint or like an architecture standpoint? Yeah, happy to give the technical overview. Um, first thing I just want to say is that uh, Mayor Suarez just turned his city into like an oil producing country that yields Bitcoin. And I'll tell you how that happens. So um, when you mine city coins like Miami coin, 30% of uh, the cryptocurrency that you're sending in to mine goes directly to the city. So, you know, when you mine Bitcoin, you spend electricity. When you mine city coins, you spend cryptocurrency. 
that crypto just happens to be stacks, which happens to yield approximately 10% APY in Bitcoin. And, and that's a nominal yield. So if the value of stacks goes up, the yield goes up commensurate to that. So when you're sending in those stacks, 30 to mine, 30% goes directly to the city's treasury. And that's why the city of Miami has almost $22 million worth of stacks after just three months of this protocol going live. Now that number is just gonna go up and up and up and up and up in terms of stacks. And therefore the amount of uh, Bitcoin that that treasury can yield will also uh, go, go up as a function of uh, the stacks being added to the treasury um, ongoingly just being added. So okay. that treasury... Yeah. So, so once you get that treasury there and they are generating the Bitcoin yield, that is what uh, Mayor Suarez in Miami is saying. He is going to take the Bitcoin yield and he used a very specific term of a dividend. Right. He's basically going to give that to the citizens. Now, my understanding and, and what some of the questions were around is we don't have all the details. Right. There, there isn't necessarily like, hey, here's exactly how this is going to work. But the high level uh, appears to be that any citizen can come in. They can get any digital wallet. Doesn't matter what company, what brand, you know, who, whoever built it, uh, custodial, non-custodial, the, the whole nine yards. They then will get some future to be determined amount of that Bitcoin. So the citizens are getting Bitcoin in a digital wallet that they control. It's not a city created um, a digital wallet, like a Chivo wallet or anything like that. This is just off the shelf from the market, uh, but it's a dividend. It's not the city going and buying Bitcoin in like the open market and turning around and like handing it to citizens. That's right. So uh, that's right. So, you know, cities, City, the reason cities don't just buy, simply buy Bitcoin is because taxpayers would be so incredibly uh, mad at them if they did that because they're they'd be um, they'd be asking taxpayers for money out of their own pockets to get Bitcoin. Uh, what what Suarez did with Miami Coin is he uh, added tax re he added non tax revenue to uh, to the city that they can distribute to to um, folks in terms of Bitcoin. Now um, that's right, and uh, in terms of like uh, people using wallets. I believe the city is looking for uh, the sort of best possible, uh, you know, way to do this in a uniform, you know, kind of like sensible way. So like, I don't have all the details. Um, they're going to determine that. But one thing I think actually could be really useful here is using lightning channels and getting the city set up on not just Bitcoin, but lightning and uh, ongoingly uh, sort of metering out uh, Bitcoin. And how would that work? The, the city has to figure that out, essentially. That's like, they're talking to folks from, from lightning uh, from uh, different lightning uh, sort of uh, companies. And essentially what would happen is uh, all the Bitcoin that's yielding from the, um, the city's uh, stacks treasury would go into a wallet uh, that would set up, set up uh, you know, payment channels with all the sort of citizens or it might go into multiple wallets and uh, be sent automatically. You could also do it without lightning, but there's a lot of citizens and I'm sure lightning would be helpful. So, for example, uh, and I'm just going to use one that I uh, one I'm an investor in, but also two I understand intimately, and they've done a bunch of like pay me in Bitcoin type stuff. Is somebody could go, they could get a Strike wallet, and the city could use the Lightning Network, take the Bitcoin that they've earned as part of that yield, and then pay out to a user who has that Strike wallet, uh, and that's the way that the city would essentially be sending Bitcoin to a you know private citizen. Yeah, I can I can chime in on the go ahead how this this can work. So basically, think of this as uh, let's roughly call it a $20 million worth of treasury uh, with a 10% yield. You're talking about $2 million worth of uh, Bitcoin projected, but th this, this might actually, given, given that the donations, these are kind of like donations coming into the treasury, 
the donations might keep going up, right? So it might be like a 50 million treasury. We don't know. We'll, we'll see how this turns out. But the yield is dependent on that. So let's call it anywhere between two to five million dollars in Bitcoin. Uh, once you start looking at it as Bitcoin in Satoshi's, that's actually a pretty large number, right? So you're 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 because a single Bitcoin has like 100 million Satoshi's. So you're talking about a large number of Sats that are available for these citizens, and you don't want to lose a lot of them in transaction fees. Right. So the, the ideal way to do it is over lightning, like you help people set up lightning channels. Imagine like the entire city government would have to understand lightning. They would have to build up their own lightning uh, 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 channels, which is super exciting. The amount of education, the Bitcoin education that happens over here. And then the people who onboard, not everyone's going to onboard. Right. So it might seem like, OK, maybe five million dollars worth of Bitcoin isn't a lot. A, it's a lot in sats. B, not everyone is likely going to onboard. Only the people who actually go through the learning journey of what Bitcoin is, what Lightning is. I, I, I think this thing is valuable and I want to get some. For me, the biggest benefit here is the learning journey. When, when people, they get their first Satoshis, like in their wallet, they experience a payments rail uh, that is fully decentralized, that is a new type of a sound money. I think that's the thing that, that excites me the most about, uh, about what's going on in Miami. Got it. And then Patrick, talk to me about New York. It seems like obviously there's this like uh, competition going on now. I wrote this morning about we've got four mayors across the United States that are all getting uh, a portion of their salary paid in Bitcoin. We have Cool Valley, Missouri, uh, Jason Stewart there. He's paying out um, uh, about $1,000 of Bitcoin to his citizens. Uh, the city of New York is now saying, Eric Adams, hey, we're going all in on this stuff. Like, how do we become a leader in this space? So what's going on in New York? Yeah, so uh, Eric Adams is watching what Suarez is doing and he's seeing a new model for a mayor, right? So this is a mayor that makes outgroup arguments to pull uh, talent and capital into their municipality, which is really smart. Most mayors don't even realize that this is, uh, this is, this is uh, essentially a game that's going on right now. They're essentially, most mayors are like asleep at the wheel in terms of like um, uh, how to be a mayor in the 21st century in this regard. And so Eric Adams, uh, is refusing to just uh, be like your prototypical uh, 20th century mayor. And he's looking to compete with with Suarez. And so he saw Miami coin. He said he saw it was doing well. And he said he wanted to pr uh, go in that direction. So the community decided to activate New York City coin. New York City coin now has $2 million in its treasury that is uh, that they can do it with whatever they want. Uh, that $2 million can also be stacked or in Bitcoin. They could literally copy Suarez and you know become that oil producing country that gives a dividend to their citizens. Um, but I think essentially you're gonna, you're going to see this like this decade you're going to see tons of mayors competing for talent and capital just like a CEO of a company would be. And the reason being the reason for that is that um, we are essentially living in like a default remote first world for information workers. So people are choosing cities like they're choosing products. And um, and 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 so you know. It, you know, you moved from New, I think, New York to Miami um, during the pandemic. You've never been happier, and you chose Miami like a product, and you love Miami. So, like, um, you know, City Coins is great too, just like as an additional thing, uh, as just like another way of voting, sort of, right? So, like, you used to be able to vote with your ballot and uh, with your feet. You voted with your feet to Miami. I don't watch your vote uh, on the ballot, so I don't know if you're voting. But now you can vote with your coin. You can the market can signal. Uh, their approval or disapproval of, of, um, of essentially how capital is spent and how the leadership performs. So if you if you mine or buy or build on city coins, you are committed to the city. Or sorry, if you sorry if you hold city coins, you're committed to the city. If you mine, buy, or build, you are bullish on city leadership. 
If you sell certain city coins, you're bearish on city leadership. So let me ask this question. When you guys think about this, the, the number one thing I saw people asking was, what are the risks, right? Obviously, this stuff is brand new. I think that there's uh, kind of two different things that are uh, going on here that are working in tandem, right? Now, you guys are two separate organizations, so maybe I'll, I'll, maybe I'll start with you and then Patrick will come to you. It's just when you think about the pros and the cons, what do you think is the most rational uh, con argument or the biggest risk that you're like, yeah, you know what? Like we're aware of it and, and we're trying to either mitigate it or that's what people need to be aware of uh, as they look at these systems. Yeah, I can, I, I can start. So I think the way to think about this is for the longest time, even in the history of Bitcoin, uh, you would notice that the early Bitcoin developers, they would call Bitcoin an experiment, right? I, I think you know, now it's almost been more than a decade and I think it's, it's maturing a lot. But if you look at the, the, the Stacks protocol, think of Stacks as a programming layer for Bitcoin. Stacks itself is a decentralized protocol, right? There's no company behind it. I think there are 30 plus companies that are contributing in various ways, building stuff, but it is an open source decentralized protocol. But compared to Bitcoin, it's relatively new, right? It only launched this year. The technology hasn't been kind of like uh, tested as heavily as Bitcoin has been tested. And then some of the things that people are building on top, like the community driven uh, city coins project, that is another layer on top. So I think people should treat these things as like very experimental, very innovative, very exciting, but experimental. And, and in terms of the, the, the city, the city is kind of like getting a donation. They could like write it off, like because the value of cryptocurrencies can go up or down. There's, these are very volatile things. But I think at this point, like for, for them, it's a donation, right? So the, the, the donation value might go down. That's, that's a risk. Uh, if, they're, if they're earning Bitcoin, uh, and the crypto markets kind of crash, the value of Bitcoin goes down, the value of kind of like the, the treasury goes down, That that's a risk. But I think the interesting thing here is that they're willing to engage, right? Patrick just mentioned uh, some of the stats on, on, on the New York launch that the community just did. I, I want to emphasize something here. The, the $2 million that he's talking about is over the past 24 hours, maybe not even the past 24 hours. There's so much interest and I don't even know like who these miners are. Like I'm not, I'm not mining, but I saw that the, so there's a threshold of miners, like a minimum number of miners who can come in and uh, kind of like trigger the launch. That trigger was reached within three minutes. Within three minutes, basically there were, there was enough mining power to just trigger the launch of this thing. Over the last 24 hours, you already have $2 million in the, in the treasury that now the mayor has an incentive. Like by the time I think the, the New York mayor actually takes office, like who knows how much capital as donations is already sitting in the treasury and the community is just doing it. I think, so there's something powerful in this concept of almost like onboarding cities uh, to web three. Like I think we have seen cities onboard to web two when they made like the .gov websites and they started thinking about how to offer city services on the internet. I think this is cities thinking about how do they operate, how do they, how do they communicate with their citizens and offer new type of services by making use of crypto protocols. And I think it's a very exciting new place where lots of experimentation would actually be a good thing. And then Patrick, what do you think about in terms of risks or, uh, or the biggest things that uh, people have to think about how they're underwriting it? I think we've squared this thing like pretty, pretty nicely. Um, I think we need, Maneeb out, outlaid uh, sort of the risk. This is experimental. Um, experimental, but I think the design is pretty good, honestly. And um, you know, we're using we're using um, we're using a smart contracting language that uh, um, Stacks and Algorand team sort of uh, sort of co-developed and worked on uh, called Clarity. Just like 
you know, if you were writing like nuclear grade smart contracts, like you're dealing with a lot of, a lot of money, you'd use clarity. Um, so um, th- we, we feel pretty good about it, honestly. Got yeah, it. One thing, one, one thing about clarity is uh, it's not a Turing complete language, which means that you can actually do formal verifications. You can actually uh, be much more secure about what this program can and cannot do and there's already a billion dollars locked up in a smart contract written in Clarity, right? So at least there, there has been other types of capital that has been locked in in these smart contracts. And then if other people are using it, you know, they can they can learn from what, what has already been done. Got it. Joe, John, what questions do you guys have? Yeah, so we, we've seen uh, Miami has obviously done this and they've accepted it and all of that in New York. We'll see what they end up doing uh, when when the new uh, government officials take over. But my question is, how, how many cities can do this? Like in your guys' mind, how quickly will this go? How many more cities will adopt this? How will this look in, in 12, 24 months? Uh, I, think in, I think in two years, there's going to be over 100 um, city coin cities. So every startup city is going to have a city coin. Every technologically progressive mayor of a city where the, there's a lot of demand from the community is going to have a city coin. And it just so happens the two best mayors of the biggest cities in the United States uh, have city coins and are technologically progressive. You know, David Sachs, uh, David Sachs actually had a good tweet thread about this a couple of days ago. Um, he essentially, he, he was like quote tweeting uh, Eric Adams's approval of uh, New York city coin. And he said, um, you know, Suarez essentially had 18 months uninterrupted of being able to, uh, being able to just like clean up and you know be be the best mayor in the country, uh, and now he's he has a real competition with Eric Adams, who is who has become one of the top one percent of mayors before he's even in office, just for merely being uh, pro tech and specifically cri- pro crypto. Makes a lot of yeah. sense. One one way to think about this is it's a new type of a concept. Uh, that anyone can adopt this concept, right? So think about NFTs. Like once people understood or artists understood that, hey, NFTs are a thing, they can make NFTs, they can, they can, they can make, make use of them. So many artists around the world, they basically started using NFTs. And, and I think city coins, the concept is a little bit like that for cities and mayors. So the technology is completely open source, it's completely community driven. Anyone can decide to use the technology. Uh, I don't think they need anyone's permission. So I, I think it, it will... The, the adoption of the idea really depends on how powerful the idea is, how much is it, is it resonating with people and how easy for, uh, is it for them to get started, right? And, and in this case, like it's a completely permissionless system, completely community driven. So just like any artist in the world would decide that, hey, you know what, I'm gonna make an NFT over here. Similarly, any, any city government on the planet could be like, I like this idea, I'm gonna use the open source code and I'm gonna start using it. John, what questions you got? Yeah, thank you guys for joining us today. This is an innovative project you guys are working on. But can you talk about it from the individual citizen level? Like, how do they participate in it? What can they expect to get? Like, what is their role in this situation? Yeah, so if you look at uh, if you look at a municipality as a proxy for citizens, like they they represent citizens and they should be enriching citizens. Um, the municipality gets thirty percent of all the mining proceeds, the the the, the crypto that's sent into the mining function not um, city coins themselves. So they're getting much of that. So the city, the city, it's the city's job to um, make citizens healthy, happy, and wealthy. That is like, that is the goal of, you know, if you're measuring state capacity, that's, those are the three things I think you're measuring. And so uh, city coins are just another way for uh, uh, cities to benefit their citizens. If they want to, 
give it out like a crypto dividend, boom, the city, the, the, the um, citizens are getting, uh, getting rewarded. Um, citizens can also take it a step further. They can, they can integrate, you know, Miami coin into point of sale. They can, uh, you know, local artists can uh, mint with Miami coin or mint with any city coin, but they can mint with Miami coin. You can build applications uh, that allow like voting, like DAO like voting uh, uh, sort of scenarios. And there's one that's uh, getting announced at the end of the, the month that Miami is experimenting with. And, and this is like a demo app. Um, but essentially, like, you know, you'd have like coin holders be able to like vote on specific uh, agenda items that um, th that the city proposes and is acceptable, uh, finds acceptable and finds any of them acceptable. Um, so, uh, and city coins are uh, really you know, accessible, you know. You, you can buy one Miami coin for like two and a half cents right now. And um, you know, you're going to, you're going to see, I think this decade, essentially everyone's going to become a, a stakeholder or an investor um, just out of accessibility and necessity. And I think, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have people from all walks of life uh, having a shared interest in the success of the city. Um, so yeah, you can, you can build, buy, mine, you can, you can, you know, trade, you can, um, can benefit from it. They're, they're just like the possibilities are kind of endless. Hope hope that answered your question. Yeah, and then to participate or to buy, for example, do they set up a wallet to do that? Yeah, so you set up a, a web wallet at uh, hiro.so um, and just click to the sort of web wallet and you can actually mine with that wallet. You can stack with that wallet to earn, uh, to, earn uh, to, to earn more crypto from your city coin. Um, and and um, you can uh, use that wallet to receive city coins. Gotcha. Awesome, guys. Listen, I appreciate you guys taking the time to come on here. Uh, this is all moving uh, incredibly fast. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I, as I wrote this morning, I don't think anyone had on their uh, 2021 bingo card that a U.S. city was going to pay people in Bitcoin. Uh, and, uh, when I saw the cool Valley, Missouri thing, that was, uh, interesting, right? Because it was like a private contribution and then they were going to basically give a thousand dollars. No one could sell it for a pre, uh, specified amount of time. Uh, this has the potential to have a very, uh, much more sustainable thing, right? It's not kind of a, a fundraising that has to occur to be able to convert dollars into, uh, into Bitcoin or anything. So I think that there's, uh, still a ton of, uh, ton of things need to be figured out, but it seems to be, a uh, to be working and uh, people are obviously very excited about it. So I appreciate you guys coming on and uh, explaining it, but also answering some questions in terms of, uh, you know, what the risks are and how you guys think about the future work that you have to, uh, to continue to do. Our pleasure. Thanks for having us on. Right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Talk soon.